On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, how it's impacting the market, and things for you to consider as you review your portfolio. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling Your Finances. Welcome into Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param of the firm Cloudvestors, a fiduciary firm, and the ease and convenience of virtual planning with the human touch. That's what we always say. And they can certainly untangle what you have when you come on board and help get you on track with uh, sound financial strategies. Mo, how are you today? Dave, I am doing great. I was on assignment last week, and this week we are working hard for our clients. So yeah, I know we didn't. I know we didn't put up a podcast last week, but that was because we weren't being lazy. No, no, we, we tried to assignment. connect. We tried to connect, but there was just so much going on in the market with our clients. And, you know, sometimes it just we have to take a little step back from the podcast to make sure we're doing the right things for our clients. Well, we did try to connect, too, and you were on assignment. And actually, let me if I if you don't mind me saying and you may not know this about Mo, but he is an avid bird watcher and charter member of (laughs) several bird watching societies. He was actually in the Martin Van Buren National Forest and we just couldn't get a signal. But he sent me an excited email because of the finds, the rare finds that he experienced, the um, a rare southern yellow rumped seed eater. He spotted a northern three-toed woodpecker, a hottentot button quail, and the biggie, the biggie, a yellow-bellied, mustached flower piercer. All of those Mo's uh, sighted. And thanks for the pictures, too, Mo, that you Listen, sent. Listen, these are once-in-a-lifetime events. Yes. You know? And you were so excited about it. And, you know, and uh, the yellow-bellied, mustached flower piercer, that was impressive, that really was. <laughs> and and we tried to connect, but I know it was tough. You were in a remote area and I know you were just you were just like I mean, you struck gold there on that. Gold. I did. I did you know, you just had to weigh weigh the options out, you know. You know, do those I, are I actually leave, real do birds. Do I leave this site or do I do I call Dave? <laughs> you know, those are real birds. I actually um, obviously I had a moment where I didn't have much to do because I Googled birds. Came out with, I didn't make up those names. I think I added the yellow bellied to the mustached flower piercer, though. It just needed more. So we actually are going to talk about something serious here. Uh, and we are, we are recording, and we're going to get two recordings in this week. It is March 2nd. So uh, we're in the middle of the horrors of what we're seeing in Ukraine now and what's going on there and what we can thank God for it is that we're here and, and we can just pray for the people there. But it is affecting us here, though, Mo, in, in ways that you're going to take a look at. Yeah, yeah, it's infecting, it's uh, affecting us on uh, multiple levels, right? On the humanitarian level, you know, it's never great to see lives being lost, which some people, a lot of people feel is over trivial matters and it's just unjust what's going on over there. Um, so obviously our hearts go out to the families, the troops that are, that are frontline, right. And are facing these, um, these battles, but on the, on, on a monetary side, right. We're starting to see the, the impact of, of the invasion in the markets. And, uh, you know, we've had not, not only to, the, no, no, not only have we seen the market, 
um, wobble throughout the beginning of the year, well, that disruption is continuing uh, since the invasion, uh, I believe it was like the 20, uh, I think it officially started the 24th of February. Yeah. And we've seen the market just continue to up one uh, day, down the next, up one day, mostly down. Right. Um, but no, yeah, except it, for they, today, it's oh, 254. It's humming. Yeah. The Dow is up 658 at 354 on March 2nd. Yeah. The market is humming today. You know, uh, maybe some panic selling is, um, has stopped. Uh, you know, the president had his State of the Union yesterday. Um, Fed Chair Jerome Powell spoke today. So, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know exactly why, right? Yeah. Maybe some have already baked into the baked in these um, these events into the market overall. And now it's time for uh, a rebound or a rally. Yeah, maybe uh, Jerome Powell removed some uncertainty because from what I was reading on that, he said that uh, they remain on track to raise interest rates later in yeah. March. So we're still looking yeah, at yeah. that. Yeah, you know, hopefully if you uh, uh, increase in interest rates, does it feel well for some people, right? That this means that borrowing is going to cost a little more, right? We're starting to see the impact of mortgage rates increasing. I think last time I, I looked, the thirty-year average thirty-year was was crossing over, well, crossed over four percent, which is historically that's low, right? But if you think back two years ago, you know mortgage rates were at you know low twos. Um, so so, but anyway, when interest rates rise, you know we start seeing impacts like that, like uh, of mortgage rates increasing, as as uh, as one example. But rising interest rates is one attempt to. I'm uh, oh, sorry, raising interest rates is one attempt to slow down inflation. And so if uh, interest rates rise, yes, you'll see a little bit of volatility. But that means two things, right? That that means that the, the economy is strong enough for us to have higher levels of, 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 in, of interest. And um, that's another, again, like another measure to slow down, hopefully, uh, inflation, which is, you know, is at all time highs now. You know, uh, uh, yeah, inflation's up. Uh, Crude oil today is uh, over 100 a barrel. And that's even with them talking of releasing reserves, going to the reserves. Um, So uh, we don't know where the price of gas will ultimately go from all of this. And you and I were talking before we we started recording today about um, what we in the U.S. are doing, I guess, treading very cautiously as far as the Russian oil supply. Yeah, you know, um, you know our, our government has has caught some slack with um, with some of the sanctions and the speed of the sanctions that are being um, executed, and as well as the severity. Right? If if a lot of people feel like cutting off Russia's um, uh, not their not their oil supply, right? We can't cut off their oil supply, right? But right. cut off purchasing, yeah. importing, you know, the oil supply. Um, not just here in the states, but almost uh, well, you know, obviously U.S. would in, in, uh, impose those sanctions, but globally, you know, if other countries and do that, then that really that really hemorrhages um, Russia's economy. I think I think Russia accounts for like sixteen percent of the world's petroleum. Mm. So I mean, if all of a sudden there's a massive halt and and importing. Um, Oil, right, or which petroleum yeah. that really cripples um, Russia's economy, and as well as, like you said, uh, 
natural gas, right? Russia produces about 22% of the world's natural gas. So all of a sudden you, you cut off their oil supply, not, uh, their importing of oil or their exporting of oil, really. If you cut off uh, Russia's ability to sell natural gas, right? I mean, that is a huge, huge, huge impact to their economy. But also, they, it could have some ripple effects, right? Um, what does I think the I think our government is trying to figure out if they do that? Yes, it weakens um, Russia's economy, but what does that do globally? What does that do for the the uh, you know one aspects of the market? But what does it do for other countries' oil supplies? Right, right. So right. It, it's it's not it's not an easy decision. I put it that way, and, no. and uh, I wouldn't want to be in his seat. I would, yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't either. I mean, not for $400,000 either. <laughs> really? Pay me a little more as a president. I'm telling you. You know, and also, too, not only, uh, but the Fed chair, I mean, you know, like him or, or hate him or whatever, but he, he's really in a no win situation now, isn't he? The Fed chair. Yeah. How? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, and, I think I think these are big big boy decisions, right? And and sometimes you have to make these decisions that may may not feel great and, and initially, but if you think of the long term, what does this uh, is this are, are these decisions that we're making a net positive, right? Is this going to be a positive impact for this economy, for our economy? If you're talking about the Feds, um, that has been, you know. We've had we've had to suppress a lot of things since COVID, right? The Feds have been basically our economy in the when COVID hit was being supported by the Feds buying uh, mortgage-backed bonds and and corporate bonds, yeah, uh, just to kind of keep the economy from from deteriorating. Um, and now, he, you know, he feels that, and a lot of economists feel that the the, the economy is strong enough. I mean, if you look at um, Q1 reports, uh, earning reports. I mean, companies are doing great. You know, um, the labor, the the job reports came out today, and you know there were over four hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand jobs created mm-hmm. last month in the public in the private sector. So, uh, and uh, COVID, it's still here, but it's 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 not taking over the airways as it did uh, a few weeks ago. Not just because of Russia and Ukraine, but because you know the the infection rate's gone down, yeah, uh, death rate yeah, has gone down. Right, uh, we're we're seeing New York and some parts of California. The CDC is relaxing their their mask um, uh, protocols, so the the economy is strong enough. And if the economy is strong enough, then it's it may be strong enough to to have these levels of interest rates increasing. Yeah, it's almost like though, uh, and this is even. Removing for a moment Russia and Ukraine, just looking at what we went through for over two years with COVID, and now what we're dealing with in the economy with inflation, we're almost like that boxer, and it's it's like round seven, whatever, and um, he's just beat up. You know, <laughs> ding, ding, bell rings, he goes back to the corner, and they have to take the razor blade and slit his eye, you know, where he's all it's all swollen and make it bleed. I mean, he's really had it. He should just end it, but he's determined to go back, but he's beaten up. He's beaten up and we're beaten up by COVID now, but we're still having to muster the strength now to face inflation and possibly make some sacrifices short term, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, 
you know, the, the thing is that, you know, when people are accustomed to things, right, they don't like change. And uh, we've been accustomed for the last few years of very low interest rates, which has helped the stock market because, you know, if interest rates are low, that means, well, your savings accounts aren't giving you anything. Even high yield savings accounts are are at what 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 now, somewhere yeah. in that in that range. CDs aren't giving you anything. Your obviously your traditional savings accounts aren't giving you anything. Bond yields aren't yielding much, especially to keep up with inflation. So if you're looking for growth opportunities, well, where do you go? Well, people have been going to the market. And you've been seeing the market um, continue to increase, right? People have made a lot of money during this time. So, and some of that has to do with low interest rates. Well, now you start to increase interest rates, then borrowing becomes a little more uh, uh, expensive, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, buying a home gets a little more expensive. We start to see cre- credit card, um, the the interest rates on credit card debt r- raises. So, um, yeah, so th- that disruption, people don't like that. Right. Even if it means even a one percent, even even if we end this year uh, with the interest rates increasing to one percent, still low, but people just don't like that change. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, you can compare and many compare our inflation now, although it's not that high yet to the inflation of the late 70s, early 80s. But then what about the interest rates? And as we're looking at, I know Paul Volcker back in the late 70s into the early 80s made some drastic moves to combat that inflation. But if we look at wherever interest rates go, how will that change our direction and strategies? How could it? That's a good question, Dave. You know, um, rising interest rates have a a myriad of effects uh, uh, in the market and in your personal savings as well. Uh, As far as investment portfolio is concerned, you know, you may want to, you definitely want to take a look at your, your, your fixed income portfolio. Um, it's, it's fixed income, especially the bond portion of your portfolio. Um, a big portion of your performance is the duration, basically how long the bonds are. Well, the longer the maturity of the bonds are, that means you're locking in those, those rates for an extended period of time. So 30 years, right? You're going to get that same rate for 30 years. So if interest rates continue to increase, then you're basically locking in a very low yielding instrument. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing you may want to look at is if you have some fixed income, take a look and see how long, what does, what's the duration you have in your, in your, um, in your portfolio. And you may want to look at maybe, you know, shaving off some of the longer duration bonds and look at some of some short term bonds, mm-hmm. right. To kind of pair the two together, you know, something like, uh, tips, which are treasury inflation protected securities. Um, those seem to be less sensitive, um, with rising interest rates and, you know, those longer duration bonds. Um, you know, you also want to look at, at the, the stocks, right. It can, as I said before, if it's rising interest rates, um, the the fixed income portion of your portfolio probably will not keep up with with um, with rates over time, you know. So if people are looking to grow and hedge against uh, uh, well, one against inflation, but also have leverage against rising interest rates, well, then you know you want to look into the market, right? You want to be able to have a, a a strong investment strategy, but pairing some of that uh, fixed income with the market overall. Right, maybe some real estate is something to take a look at. Uh, 
uh, you know, there's just so many different areas in the in, in the stock market for you to take a look at in the rising interest yeah. rates. But 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 just but you're probably going to have to just tip dip your toe into um, investing in stocks overall mm. uh, if interest rates continue to rise. Um, uh, I know we were you know, looking c- at CDs are going to play a, a major factor too. Like CDs, yeah. cash. Yeah. Right? What happens there? Does that get better? That gets better. That gets better. You know, the rising interest rates, the the bank rates are completely uh, impacted immediately once interest rates go up. So you'll start to see, you know, probably CDs, um, the 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 rates that they that they offer starts to go up. Um, high interest savings accounts, right? I mentioned before, they're at the 0.5, 0.6 rate right now. They'll start to go up, right? So you may see some some pour more into uh, those assets if they're looking to find some security, but also earn a little more, right? Because right now you're just not earning anything in those in those instruments. So even earning one percent, one and a half percent for a high yield savings account is pretty good. I mean, I remember when I started uh, my latest high interest savings account. This was back in 2019, right? I was I was getting about two and a half percent, and that's in savings, right? Hmm. Uh, now again, now it's down to 0.5. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Uh, you know, thing, and also gold, precious metals. You know, yeah. these uh, they're inflation hedges, but they they don't necessarily always do well. When when it, uh, interest rates um, raise, what, and, what about and, and the U.S. rise too fast? What does the uh, raising the interest rates? What does it do for or against the U.S. dollar? You know the U.S. dollar. Um, you know it is it is a strong currency, especially when um, interest rates start to rise. Um, it, it rises and it and it starts to add a little more. Um, it becomes more attractive than other foreign currencies. And so things like the T-bills, notes, um, uh, bonds, right? The U.S. dollar becomes much stronger because, again, if interest rates rise, well, it's rising because the economy is strong. And if the if the economy is strong, then the U.S. dollar is strong. Yeah. Well, there we go. And now I know one thing you also want to do is also if you haven't done it already, which most people have done, mm-hmm. um, uh, when interest rates were were much well, they're still low now, right? But when your mortgage rates were lower, oh yeah, definitely want to take a look at refinancing debt. So yeah, if you want to look at your mortgage, you know if you're still somewhere hovering. I mean, I've, I still speak to some people that have fives; they're in the fives, really. Yeah, yeah, and they just really haven't had the um, time, I don't use word motivation, <laughs> but probably time really right. Right, to, to go and get a refinance. Well, even at 4%, obviously, four is less than five, right? Mm-hmm. So if interest rates start to increase, again, borrowing becomes more expensive. You may not be, you may not be able to, to refinance at a lower rate um, any, much longer, right? So if you are looking at your mortgage, if you're looking at um, any debt that you want to consolidate, here's the time, right? Here's the time that you want to do it because the minute interest rates start going up, um, again, these banking instruments, these lending institutions, um, they're going to start probably raising your rates if they're not fixed. I know the housing market has just been on fire 
and you know people telling me what they could get for their house now and as opposed to what they paid for it and uh, so what this obviously slows that down some um well yeah it, it slows some of it down right i mean um there's there's a there's a supply issue right um uh, one of the things that is impacting the real estate uh is the, the cost of homes, right? So most of the, not most, right, but a good portion of the real estate market is people, it's not necessarily new construction, right? But people selling their homes, right? To, to maybe downsize or to upsize, right? So they're selling their homes to new to new homeowners. Well, if, if the prices of homes are going up, right? Then even if I sell my house, right? It's a buyer's market, right? Sorry, it's a seller's market. So even if I sold my house, I get quality. I get well over my asking price, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I got to turn around and buy a house and find some place to live. Right. Well, now I'm turning around and buying a house in an environment that's not a that's not a uh, buyer's market. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you're seeing a lot of people saying, "Well, I'm just going to stay pat. I'm just going to stay sit. I'm just going to stay here uh-huh. because yes, I can sell my house and make more, but I, unless I have another property." Unless I'm willing to rent, but even rent's going up, right? I'm gonna have to turn around and buy a new home. Well, what? then I'm buying a home that's that's probably more expensive. Than, that's than true. It would have been a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, you gotta live somewhere, so yeah, that's true. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that I could get this for my house, but then I gotta go buy a house. Right. You know, I gotta right. go out and buy a house. We're gonna, uh, and I know we we're gonna talk. We've got a little bit more on Ukraine. We kind of drifted into the American <laughs> economy, but that's it. I mean, we were looking at that and and the effects right. that what is the geopolitical events could have on the economy here at home. And we'll take a look at that and kind of close it up straight ahead. So there's more to come on maybe what we could expect and how we can protect ourselves. That's coming up on your finances untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com that's a relationship you can trust at cloud vesters you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back with Your Finances Untangled. And again, we are recording on the second day of March. Looking forward to March Madness. Looking forward to spring. Looking forward to daylight savings time. Uh, So much to look forward to. But we are keeping an eye on what's happening in the world. And of course, the entire world is watching what's happening in Ukraine. And that was the overall theme of the podcast today with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, the great firm you just heard about. We're looking at how uh, what's happening there and the effect it could have on our economy. And of course, we did, we got off a little bit on talking about interest rates and all, but hey, it's all the overall, the conversation on the overall economic situation here and what we're dealing with with inflation anyway, regardless of what's happening there. Um, what, one of the, the, the fav, my favorite quotes out of this is from the, um, 
Ukrainian president, and uh, you know he's that former comedian, right? Uh, the president of Ukraine. He was a comedian. Was he really? Yeah. And I'm kidding. I didn't know that. No, no, no. I, that's that's for real. I know it's hard to tell sometimes with me, but that's for real. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was offered, uh, you know, the possibility of evacuation by the U.S. government, and he said, "I don't. I need. We need um, ammunition, not a ride." Oh, that's mm. cool. Yeah, he's actually mm. uh, he's he's really so far won the admiration of the world. Wow, maybe not the entire world, not Russia, I guess, but <laughs> a lot yeah, of the world. Yeah, no, he's he's, uh, he's standing strong. Damn, right? man, no kidding, no kidding. Standing, the, they're fighting for their country. I, they are, and I, literally, I, I mean, not just the troops, but like citizens. They're, you're exactly right. They're fighting for that country, and uh, you're exactly right. And a lot of people are going back there to fight for their country. Um, I tell you, it's something. Uh, hopefully, it'll end soon. But in the meantime. How can we protect ourselves now from what could come from this and what we already were experiencing anyway? You know, I, I'd say, you know, to 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 sum it up in some in some areas. Right. Uh, it comes back down to what I've said many times in the podcast is having an have a investment strategy. Right. And almost be goal oriented and goal focused. Right. Because. Volatility is going to happen, especially if you're a long-term investor. And so as, as unfortunate as we are in times that we're, in, that we're witnessing right now, volatility is going to happen. And so by, by being able to have a sound investment strategy, a sound investment, uh, but that's goal-focused, right? So that we know that the market, you know, we've been experiencing an amazing market the last you know, 10, 11 years. Um, and even with COVID, even with, um, you know, tensions with China, even with Brexit, right? The market has just been humming. So there, there is value of just having a sound investment strategy to, to one, not panic during uh, uh, when news comes out, right? Because if you panic, and you don't have an investment strategy, you have to ask yourself, are you doing the best thing, right? You may say to yourself, well, the market's going down right now, you know, um, uh, as of like last, well, as of the middle of Feb, well, almost the end of February, S&P was down almost 11%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, growth company, growth, uh, the like growth sector was down 20%. Uh, bonds were down 4 Right, international um, uh, domestic, uh, inter- international developed was down four to five percent. Um, bonds were down, right? It didn't matter where you where you looked; everything was everything was down, everything was red, and so th- there was panic selling. People that just sold and went to cash, and you have to make sure that you're not trying to time the market. Um, so, having a a, a, a an investment strategy. To kind of take concerns out of the way, because uh, a well-diversified portfolio, you know, portfolios that have um, uh, that have exposure in small cap, large cap, that has exposure internationally, that may have some short-term um, duration duration bonds, maybe some long-term duration bonds. Uh, being able to actively manage, being able to pivot your portfolio during seasons of volatile times. I mean. Uh, We've seen geopolitical events, you know, 
for so long, right? 9-11, uh, what we're seeing now, right? North Korean missile crisis, um, the Iraq war, right? I mean, these things happen, but there's few seasons of volatility, few months where the market kind of, kind of shakes. But then what we've noticed is six months, a year later, the market goes back positive. Mm, yeah. Right? So again, it's, it's kind of keeping calm, um, have an investment strategy. Um, if you don't have one, speak with an advisor um, and just make sure that you, if you're going to make any moves in your portfolio, you're doing them because you have found and sound decisions and sound information to make those changes, not, not just panicking. And as Mo says often, when it, when it just gets to be too much, go out in the woods and look for a yellow-bellied, mustached flower <laughs> piercer or a northern three-toed woodpecker <sighs> or a hot-and-tot button quail or southern yellow-rumped seed-eater. Yeah, if you just want to just if you just want to bring your anxiety down, just look at some birds. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, good, you know, heavy topic, Mo. But you know, you got to laugh too. I'm not at that. Just not, nothing to laugh at with that. But right. Just got to get through the day. And you know, yeah, it's some. Uh, look, we've talked. We've addressed the heavy stuff since we started the podcast right in the middle of COVID. And you know, just yeah, a, you're right. A lot of issues and. Um, we're just, we, we're going to stay with it. And I know you with your clients about keeping them, well, keeping that relationship going with them and keeping them on, on course and, you know, adding in that flexibility, the proper diversification, uh, all the safety measures too, while also maintaining growth. You got to have growth. You've got to have growth. Yeah. All right. You've got to have growth. You've got to think of your future self. Um, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, the decisions that you're making today on an investment wise um, will, will, will impact, you know, what, what life looks like down the road. Absolutely. Some of the access you have and things you can say yes to and things you can say no to down the roads. So uh, even if it may, it may not feel comfortable, sometimes it's weathering through this storm, right? And once you pass this storm, it pays dividends at the end. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well said. Cloudvestors.com is the website. Check it out. Cloudvestors.com. Thanks for being with us and stay with us because there's more to come. Every week we drop this thing. It's called Your Finances <laughs> Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. <laughs> Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Piram and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.